Welcome to Star Trek Stuff with your hosts, Anne. You can stick your thumb up your ass if you get bored, princess. And Adam. Nobody's gonna shoot me, boo boo be doo This episode of Enterprise is brought to you by the letters C, I, and A. Guess what? Yeah? I am recording on my brand new computer. Nice! Yay! Yeah, it's slick. It's fast. Heck yeah. It's a little black box of not freeze and crashness. It's a lovely feeling. Yeah, feels good. It's like getting in a new car. Mm-hmm. I had uh, a, a good Thanksgiving. Cool. One of those Thanksgivings where, you know, there's all this cuteness with the little niece and nephews mm-hmm. and, and all that and everything's everything's good. And then, like, some really dark shit happens. Oh. And then, like, oh, look, uh, fishing and bonding with dad kind of stuff. It, it was all over the place. It was a what? family get-together. <laughs> okay. Did you you went to Louisiana? Yep. I get it. Went to the swamp, and just when you think, you know, okay, maybe they're not so bad, they just go like, it's just so awful that they let the gays get married. Ugh. You know. Oh, Jesus. Shit like that. Leave any bigotry in your quarters. There's no room for it on the bridge. The place that I work has decided that I put in this request for my uh, official name to go by my middle name instead of my first name. Um, because I go by my middle name almost constantly, Anne. Uh-huh. Um, and I got an email back that said they were rejecting any preferred name changes. Cause. Now, oh. yeah, I have I have at least two friends that are trans and I can guarantee you they would not have had a problem with it five years ago. Yep. Mm hmm. And suddenly, it's a big deal that you want to change your preferred name. Wow, holy shit. That's some bullshit. Wait, what about your Thanksgiving? I don't know if you... Oh, dude. uh... I have no, like, real feelings towards holidays. Like, I can celebrate it. That's nice. Cool food. Yay. But I didn't this year, and I really don't care. Like, when it comes to Christmas, I'm not a total Scrooge. But I literally could not give a shit. I don't make merry myself at Christmas time. Every year, my parents are like, "Did you, did you put up a Christmas tree? Do you have a Christmas decorations?" And I'm like, "No, no, ne- never. It, it never <laughs> even occurs to me to go get a Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you? Why? What, why? what are you talking about? <laughs> I I don't understand it. It's it's really stupid, and it's yeah. funny that like. You know, people that are relig- like Christian religious, they, they get all offended that you don't put up a Christmas Pagan tree. Christmas tree. <laughs> exactly. Could it be Satan? I like the title, The Seventh. It's a good one. I don't know. I don't know. What the, esoteric? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the <laughs> word is. But it's um, like, yeah. this could be anything. Seven is one of those numbers, like three and five, that's kind of a... Um, used a lot uh magically you know like there's five points in a star seven uh, three you know one of those kind of numbers it's one of those numerology things very much so seven and then there were three blah 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 and then all of a sudden Mm. you know the pieces fit (laughs) oh hey i got a fun thing yeah we got another one star review what the fuck man for not being conservative. Are you fucking serious? I'm absolutely serious. What a dick move. 
so this guy whose name was like Atlanta Braves fan one two three four oh or something. My God. Okay, <laughs> it's like why they have to share their political views. Just shut up or something like that. I don't know. Wow. And gave us a one star review. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> Fuck you. Stop listening to it then. I hope he Dick found wad. whatever episode it was where we explicitly said to conservative Trek fans, fuck you, yeah. you missed the whole boat. <laughs> it just went right over your head, didn't it? You missed the whole thing. <laughs> so, we're going to need as many five-star reviews as yes, possible please. to bury please. this <sighs> Atlanta Braves fan one-two-fuckity-shoe uh, <laughs> his one-star review for us, like, not licking Trump boots or whatever. I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody, and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's, like, incredible. The ship is warping around, and T'Pol is reading in her quarters before bed, I guess, I assume, because she's laying in her bed. Um, the Vulcan language that they've come up with is gorgeous, but that books, when like you look at the pages, it has it looks like it only has like a few phrases on each page. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. I didn't catch that. Yeah, it was like five lines on each page, and I was like, "Is it like a book of poetry or something?" Totally possible. Because I'm just comparing it to other examples of Vulcan script that we've seen. Yeah, like um, meditations. You know, they don't oh, have to be yeah. really long in order to be effective or whatever zen cones yeah i think that would make it more effective mm -hmm. if it's like here's a really powerful statement just put mm -hmm. that one just thing on the page think about it yeah just <laughs> let that simmer yeah. soon enough by the end of the book you shall know the pieces fit <laughs> oh god oh dear <laughs> i'm sorry I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, she gets a beep on the computer that doesn't have a keyboard at all. I still don't get that shit. A keyboard. How quaint. And as I'm writing my notes, I remember I do like this episode. This is, for me, this is a good episode. As she's beeping, beeping, beeping on the non-keyboard keyboard, a Vulcan woman comes on the screen. So I'm assuming she was typing in some kind of code for a super secret channel. And this lady tells her that Menos is close by, and she's certain it's him. And it's like, double dun-dun-dun. The hands of fate. <laughs> yes! Menos, I, was, I had Menos. a real hard time not typing that every time. <laughs> Menos and his hands of fate Absolutely. have been located. <laughs> Did you notice that uh, this lady that called in uh -huh. uh, is off-center from the camera? Yes! That's weird. I kept looking over her shoulder like, okay, well, who's going to pop in and be like, hi, right. Like, wave. What's... <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Did she just boomer the camera? I I don't know. Where, she, where she's like, yeah. how do you turn the thing off? Wait, it's pointing the wrong way. <laughs> it's a boomer Vulcan. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. It's not logical that you know, we should allow the millennial generation to have higher, as high a wages as we had. <laughs> it is logical yeah. to drive a stick shift. Yes. Learning cursive instead of another language is logical. <laughs> yeah. Did she do the, the, the hang up without any details conferred thing? Like, because I heard it beep. They just kind of cut it off. They didn't really say, like, it was just, 
the they ended the scene without them saying like being the end of the conversation because i'm because they didn't say like here's the planet that he's on yeah it just kind of went dun 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 and then i'm assuming the conversation continued after the dun 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 that's what i was wondering because there there's what i thought was the hang-up noise <laughs> before i that. didn't catch that i didn't catch the hang-up noise that's funny i mean y- y'all when, when you go back and watch this correct me if i'm if i'm yeah. wrong or if, if you remember differently but i thought it was like we found manos the hands of fate yeah. and and she's like are you sure it's him she's like yeah and then she hangs up click <laughs> She just clicks. <laughs> yeah, we found him. So then to Paul said, they're going, Where the fuck, what the fuck was that? Where is he? <laughs> what planet? What continent of the planet? You know? <laughs> uh, give me some, narrow it down, motherfucker. So yeah, then the theme song hits. Fuck, I hate this song. Yeah. Just really hate theme it. Theme song, the greatest oh, theme God. song that ever was a theme song. And it goes like this. So Tapal goes to see El Capitano, who's eating breakfast and playing on his phone because that looks like a fucking phone. It's just like a hair bigger than mine. So it's a phone. I'm just going to go with that. She tells him that, you know, Admiral Forrest is going to be calling and Ahab, for some reason, decides to act like a dick. Just automatically. What? Are you psychic or something? Her, her, her. Actually, she is. But anyway. (laughs) (sighs) I thought he was surprisingly chill about this. Really? I thought he, because he was like, are you sure? (laughs) You know, and she's like, yeah. Well, usually he loses his shit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like the Vulcans decide something and he's just going to have to go with it or whatever. Usually he loses his goddamn mind. Well, he He does later. stomping around and all that (laughs) stuff like that. But like this scene, I was like, okay, I guess he just, you know, is one of these people that wakes up chipper. Like he just wakes up like, oh boy, ready to face the day. It comes across though, it comes across as in a retail or something and you're checking someone out and there's no price and they're like, oh, I guess it's free. (laughs) (laughs) It's that kind of joke. And you just want to just shoot them. Retail horrors. I think it's a Christmas thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) When it's Christmas shopping season, do you just like have all that shit just like come rolling back? It does. That was just unbelievably shitty. T'Pol tells him the details of the conversation with the Vulcan lady the night before and right about here we see the guest star credit go up which kind of ruins it but not really because they tell you the actor's name and that he's Menos the hand of fate and so it's kind of no surprise when you see him. Did you recognize this actor? Oh, I recognize him, but no one, I don't think it ruins anything because no one knows his name. Oh, true. He's one of those actors where he's been in everything. Yeah. His his name means absolutely nothing to me, even though I've seen him in a billion things. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, oh, it's Bruce Davidson. He's just he's just not one of those names. Bruce Davidson. Yeah. Davis. Yeah. I think it's Davison, not Davidson. Davison. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's been in a million things. He's been acting since like 1969. He's been in um, small parts in tons of things. Lots of guest star, you know, spots. Um, he's done a lot of stuff with Stephen King for some reason. Yeah. 
he was in the original V, um, like in the eighties, late eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, was on Star Trek Voyager. He did a star, uh, another part on Star Trek Voyager. Yeah, he's in also in a fan made film that came out in like two thousand sixteen called Star Trek Captain Pike, along with Eric Roberts, Chase Masterson, Ray Wise, Walter <laughs> Koenig, and Linda Park. Okay, so Chase what? Masterson, yeah, yeah. So it's Eric Roberts, brother of Julia Roberts, father of Emma Roberts. Okay. Chase Masterson, who played Lita on DS9. Sure, yeah. Ray, Ray Wise, who was in Twin Peaks oh, yeah. as Laura's dad. Oh, yeah. You know, the one where he went white hair and nursey dotes and dozy dotes and little lambsy dozy. Yeah, know. yeah. Walter Koenig, Chekhov, and Linda Park, Hoshi. Holy shit. I know. I was like, "What the That's fuck is this?" That's fucking crazy. Wait, so was Ray Wise uh, Pike? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I I didn't like really go into that. I was trying to finish writing my notes. Oh, but, oh, uh, I but yeah. See, okay, I thought you'd see. Wow. Okay. That, yeah, that's wild. There was just on on IMDb. Yeah, Ray Wise was also in that episode uh, of TNG where they thought Picard was a god. Yeah. Yeah, he was the oh. guy who's like, he was like, we must kill for the Picard. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, did you hear about that magic baby that was born in Bethlehem? <laughs> T'Pol explains that this is like a matter of security. She doesn't really tell him what she's doing. She just tells him that they're going to be diverted to a particular star system and that she'll need a shuttle and a pilot for three to five days. And then after she comes, you know, when she's done, a Vulcan ship is going to meet them. Um, and Ahab cor- guesses correctly that she's going to get someone and that they will be handing this person off to the Vulcans. And he asks why her, you know, like, why are you tasked to do this? And she totally just freezes him out. You know nothing. He's surprisingly like, well, okay, guess that's what we're doing. He gets a little pissy that she can't tell him that that she's not going to tell him the details. Yeah, but overall, like, I'm just like, yeah, normally he'd be, like, stomping. Jumping and up and down. <laughs> I think he's using the same coffee cups that were on Voyager. Oh, I didn't even notice. But they look very similar to the coffee cups that were on Voyager. If, I'm, if, they, if they're not, they're very close. We get a captain's log that says... What she said would happen happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a very like pointless captain's log, to be totally honest. Yeah, it's it's kind of stupid. I think that they just kind of had it sort of for transition coverage, whatever. But yeah, yeah, it's it feels silly because the next scene it seems like he could have just said like we've been contacted by Admiral Forrest, and then we yeah. as the viewer understand. Uh, that, what just happened? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah, all that shit did happen. Yeah, they're they're hanging out at the uh, danger nook. <laughs> oh, danger nook is better than situation nook. Oh, situation nook. Uh, I honestly, yeah. I just remembered. Oh, okay. I remembered the word wrong. <laughs> okay. The situation. I don't know. I think da- situation. Danger nook. nook is fun. Danger nook I, is better. Situation nook is really funny though, because it has that sort of CNN like <laughs> spoofing CNN. The situation room. <laughs> Wolf blitzers in the foreground. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to dryly read off this teleprompter. Oh no. Wolf Blitzer is definitely an alien. Like, he definitely, like, has had surgery that, like, you know, took away his, like, forehead ridges. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, everyone is gathered around 
you know, just hanging out, uh, mm-hmm. listening to details about a, I mean, not a lot of details, but listening yeah. to shit about a secret mission. Right. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah. As far as the security goes. French protocols have become somewhat lax. I got to ask, though, like, and, and they're like, Ahab t- tells Milktoast that he's going to be the pilot. And I'm like, she can pilot. Why does she need somebody else to pilot? That is weird. That didn't even occur to me to ask that. Hoshi says that the main planet that's inhabited, that the planet they're going to, has a methane-based atmosphere. Ew. Oh. That would smell terrible. Oh. <laughs> There's a couple places in our solar system, like, I don't know, Jupiter <laughs> moons or something? Yeah. Where it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, there's tons of methane there. And I'm like, I, I don't think it's ever come up in a classroom or anything. But if it did, mm-hmm. I think I'd have to raise my hand and just go like, so like farts, right? Is that what we're talking yeah. about? It smells <laughs> like farts, right? Are we? Are there fart planets? Like, that's <laughs> insane. Well, there's diamond planets. So there's, you know, why not a fart planet? <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Some Rick and Morty shit. <laughs> the whole place is made out of assholes, Morty. <laughs> just just constant farts all the time, Morty. That's how they breathe. Every exhale is a fart. <laughs> how do they inhale then? <laughs> well, you inhale uh whatever. Yeah. But like when you exhale, it's that it's just methane It's a fart shit stank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just normal to them. You smell something strange? Uh, I'm I'm afraid that's me. Florida man is all like pushing for details. Like he's really being pushy. And he's like, are we supposed to guess? And I'm like, no, dickwad. It's a fucking secret mission. <laughs> you are not supposed to know, a-hole. Why are you at the fuck? this meeting? Well, I guess because he's yeah. going to be, okay, okay. He's going to be in command temporarily. But like, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, he could have just talked to Trip and just said like, okay, look, we got to do this secret thing. Um, yeah, you know, so can't tell you any details. You're, you're gonna you take know. the con, so we're letting you know. Mm. You know, we just need you to babysit the ship, and we're gonna go do a thing. But nah, nah, yeah, they're gonna have a whole meeting around the situation, Nook. Yeah, just to, just to say like we can't tell you what any of this is. In that same vein, Ahab tells him that they're gonna wait there for T'Pol and Milk Toast to get back, and Florida Man turns into an eighth grade boy. And it's like, I want to know what we're supposed to be doing all that time. And I'm like, you can stick your thumb up your ass if you get bored, princess. What the <laughs> fuck, dude? Shut up. He does not take orders well, does he? No, he really doesn't. He might be Starfleet, but like, he's not very military. There's not, there's not a whole lot of Space Force. Like, no. No. <laughs> discipline with this guy. Which is what happens when your captain is like your best friend. Your best friend. Exactly. <sighs> okay, Shannon the boss has left the building. What's going on? You just get to kind of say whatever. There's actually a little cute thing, though, where Reed actually is like, oh, I could do this and this and this. And Ahab, like, stares at Trip, And Trip is like, well, I guess I can, like, you know, purge the manifold or something. Guess I could do work. <laughs> I'm like, good, shut the fuck up. I don't want to do work. If I'm acting captain, I don't want to do shit. Did you notice Travis during this scene? Yeah, yeah. He was just kind of... He's looking at the floor Yeah. when uh, 
trip starts going like, well, well what are we going to do? Why are we, what, what are we doing? And then Archer's like, I can't, we're not talking about that. We're just, yeah. this, this is the deal. And he's like, well, I remember doing it. And be- between them, Travis is staring at the floor like his parents are fighting at the dinner table. <laughs> My two dads are angry. He's looking down. Really, though? He's looking down. He's, he's like, oh, oh, God. Oh, oh I don't know God. what to do. Oh, my God. I felt bad for him. Oh, of course. Yeah. He's such yeah. a sweetheart. I just was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like he's five. And his mom is just go- going like, <laughs> and he's like, and dad's yelling back. <laughs> and he's little little Travis is just just staring down. <laughs> I am really happy we get more Travis in this episode. Yeah, definitely. We love milk toast. Yeah. Ahab asks to Paul if she's going to need any gear. She asks for cold weather gear, restraints, and phasers. I'm not going to say phase pistols anymore. Sorry. It's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. And everybody's like, restraints? What kind yeah. of party she having? You know? <laughs> Whoa. So we go to Ahab brooding in his cabin. With Porthos, who is a patient and perfect puppy. Now, all of a sudden, we're back to angry Archer. Like, I don't yeah. know yeah. what flipped in his mood where he was like, okay, all right, going with it. Yeah. And then, all right, maybe he's trying to keep it together during the meeting or whatever like that. But he has just, like, crashed. Yeah. Grow up, douchebag. He's just sitting there throwing his water polo ball, which uh-huh. he brought. It's still kind of... Okay, anyway. Yeah. He's just throwing it against the wall, listening to a water polo match. <laughs> and the dog is sitting there going like, get me out of here. It's like he's 15. Seriously. It really does look like that. Were the writers all young adult writers? And they just couldn't like move up to like the main character being an adult? I half expected that camera to pan over and he's got like teenage boy posters yes exactly like he's got like some hot babe you know like (laughs) and then like an iron maiden poster yeah (laughs) (laughs) suicidal Uh, tendencies is playing yeah yeah i just wanted a pepsi you know (laughs) um but (laughs) so t'pol comes in here it comes into the you know his room or whatever she's obviously distraught you know like she's not well and she's wanting to discuss something super personal so she tells him like before she was in the science directorate she was in security but the way she describes it it's obviously like espionage and intelligence like the cia Okay, just general. Stop I'm just gonna do that one. fucking <laughs> with other countries. Um, let people do their own shit. Oh, shit. If they have a socialist government, let them. Socialism doesn't work, and we'll prove that by destroying every country God, Jesus. That, that attempts to do so. Uh-huh. And then they're like, see, doesn't work. Uh-huh, LOL. Bingo. So anyway, she was trained in reconnaissance and retrieval. Um, and Ahab finally stops being, you know, puerile and tells her to sit down and even makes Porthos get up so that she can sit. Why can't Archer read her serious face yet? Thank you. You can tell the difference, even if she's doing, you know, she's a Vulcan and all that. Yeah. 
But when she's serious about something... You can tell. Yeah, Jolene Blaylock's so good. She's able to contain that, but like uh-huh. it still absolutely works on screen. You can tell when T'Pol is like... Yeah. Okay, no, for real time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And and you can tell when she's being humorous. And I mean, I don't know why that's they can't see that. This is a long story. So you may want to get some snacks. She finished her training 17 years ago, explains that a planet called Agaron is now aligned with Vulcan. But at the time, it was really corrupt and like fucked up and had asked for assistance from Vulcan. Um, and they sent, like, hundreds of Vulcan agents who were surgically altered to infiltrate the bad actors of the society and bring them down. And now, you know, so everything's not fine now. It's such CIA propaganda. It is. It's absolutely, absolutely bullshit. But so Shitstack act over here asks her if she was one of them. And she's like, I'm not that fucking old, you wanker. <laughs> this is the only mention of the planet Agaron. Yeah. Appar- apparently, which I was shocked. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, so kind of a blown opportunity to be like, well, we could world build a little with right. some, you know, early Federation uh, world that we know. It would be interesting yeah. to have that history built up. But no, nah, just make up a spot and like, well, we've never heard of it again. We've never heard of it and we'll never hear it again. And, and Ahab knows about it. Yeah. Perfect opportunity. He's like, oh, yeah, that place. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It could have been early Ryza. That would have been... Oh, um, see, that would be cool, too. Or they could have gone to that same planet. Why did they have to go to some random-ass, completely separate planet? They could have gone there and, like, gone to, like, a bad section of it or something, you know? Seriously. Yeah. It mm. just kind of felt like a little mm, a little bit wasted to just kind of just... It, exactly. Agaron, whatever. Yeah. Build the world a little bit, you know? Who wrote this episode? Oh, that would be... I didn't even look. Our dear friends. Oh. Brandon Brandon and Braga. Braga. Yeah. They get a good script, and they are the kings of just going straight instead of, like, taking some turns, you know? Yeah. So she goes on to say, after the alliance was formed between Vulcan and Agaron, the agents were recalled, and all but 19 of them returned to Vulcan without any issue. Um, so her and some other new and very green agents, um, were assigned to track them down. That line, I guess even Vulcans could fall prey to temptation is ugh. It's so like, what's the word I want to use? Um, insulting? Yeah. How does he know why they left? He's assuming that Vulcan is such a nasty, repressive, horrible society to be in that that's why they wanted to stay out. I'm like, maybe they found somebody that they fell in love with, or maybe they enjoyed what they were doing, you know? Like, why does he just automatically assume it's because they have temptation? You know nothing. Fall prey to temptation. Yeah, I think it's just more of his, like, you're not so smart. Exactly. It's just fucking him being a jerk. But anyway, (laughs) she was assigned six of them and retrieved five, and Ahab realizes that her secret mission is to capture that last person. Yeah, let's do some U.S. Marshal shit. (laughs) Basically, she's a cop. Yeah. Yeah. It's shitty. The retcon uh, cop into her backstory kind of sucks. More like an intelligence agent, but yeah. Yeah. Which is arguably worse. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's just as bad or worse, put it that way. I, I hate this. This idea that's like, oh, well, intelligence agencies exist to uh, get rid of bad guys. 
and yeah. uh, this sort of yeah. thing is absolute nonsense. It's you know complete fantasy. Who's a bad guy? Right. Who's a yeah. bad guy to you? Like, is it somebody who murders people, or is it somebody who decides that they don't share the same worldview you do? The latter is what happens in the story, and yeah. we're yeah. we're left with the impression that yeah, yeah, that's 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 good, mm-hmm. that's that's great. Boy, those Intel operatives, boy, boy, howdy, they sure are <laughs> real cool. Aren't we glad that the CIA is out there doing what they're doing for for us freedom? Yeah. We are entirely listener supported and want to avoid corporate ads. So please sign up to support us at patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff. You can always leave a tip at paypal.me slash Star Trek stuff and write a note if you have a small business or charity you'd like to promote with your donation. Thanks for your support. There's almost a walk and talk kind of thing to this next scene where they're walking yeah. through and yeah. when it does get into the shuttle bay, Trip the whole time he's just going going like what like tell me, 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 tell me. Come on now. And then the camera goes into handheld and it kinda goes which is funny because it kinda goes back and forth, like it'll just turn, look at to Paul and uh, an archer, and then he's like, "What? Where are you going? Ain't gonna tell him." He like kind of pans <laughs> back over. I don't know. It's funny. He's very, he's very childish, but in a cute way. So, if I may, though, I want to praise Jolene Blaylock for a second, though. Oh God, she's so good in this episode. She's so good. Uh, at the end of the conversation, she totally like bears her soul and asks Ahab to come with her. And he kind of continues to be a pit stain and is like, "Well, there's other Vulcans on the way. Why not go with them?" And she's like. I need to partner with someone I can trust. And he doesn't say, he just kind of leaves her hanging. And she gives this, the most heartbreaking, heavy sigh that you can barely see. And she stands up and like, as she's leaving, he asks her, you know, what's his name? Uh, You know, the person that she's going after. And, uh, you know, she she says the name and I'm just like, the hand of fate um but but (laughs) when he like kind of acknowledges that yes i'm gonna go with you she does this little subtle kind of move towards him like she's like gonna go hug him and then she you know pulls back and leaves and it's just brilliant like she does tiny little movements and just completely shows you everything that she's feeling it's so beautiful she's so good Mm-hmm. I'm retroactively give her awards. Yeah, like she just keeps getting better as we're watching this. Yeah, deeply underappreciated performance overall. Deeply, deeply. So while they're in the shuttle, like flying down, she gives kind of the background of the guy, this bad guy, and shows them pictures, you know, of of like you know surveillance photos and and whatever. And he smuggles biotoxins. Bad shit. Uh, Bruce Davison was on, you know, everything as we as mm-hmm, we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, his only other Trek credit is that Voyager episode mm-hmm. where Taurus has that grandma's flashback sex dreams. Right. <laughs> oh my god, that was so weird. Yeah, that was that was wild. Uh, yeah, Taurus was just like, yeah, I'm gonna go to bed early so I can have. <laughs> 
these have really good dreams, sex <laughs> dreams. I mean, yeah, but it turned so out weird. that like this grandma was like beaming them into her brain or something. Super strange. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. this guy was what he was like the um, fascist police chief or something like that. Right. That it was Bruce it was Davison the played, grandma's but... dad. Some friends are less suitable than others. She starts to have like some flashbacks. And Ahab kind of notices that she's a little zoned out for some reason. So they land on the planet and they show the inside of, I don't know, a truck stop. I mean, what the fuck is this? (laughs) I love this spot. They walk in and they've got this, I don't know, these Gore-Tex jackets or something. I don't know. I don't know what this material is or whatever. I just went climbing in the Colorado mountains jackets. Yeah. It's (laughs) Gore-Tex. You know about Gore-Tex? You like saying Gore-Tex, don't you? You can tell with the set design, they're going for like a tough beer hall. Um, it gives serious bar. Viking. Yeah, it gives serious Viking vibes. You, you're moving your mic a lot. Hang on, hang on. I've got a cat. Yeah, it gives serious Viking vibes with like everybody in furs and like drinking beer through like, you know, in big like tankards, you know. Yeah, Viking beer hall for sure. It's totally an alien bar trope. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, and everybody's makeup and stuff, it it all looks pretty good. It's so cool. It's so great. I love it. There's some really good designs in this Mm -hmm. this scene, this group or whatever. Yeah, they give you a bunch of different, you know, species too. Which is cool. There was uh, one woman, I think, in the mm-hmm. entire thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, it would have been cooler for it not to be so just like a bunch of dudes, but. Yeah. Eh, you know, yeah. I don't know. It would have been it, nice. It's like a trucker, biker. Yeah. Part of the Viking touch thing is that there's just open flames. Yeah. All like, over the place. On like poles or something. <laughs> like there's just like these like bowls of open flames. It's cur- I'm like, okay, that seems safe with all that fur you're wearing. You know what's weird is that I saw a lot of that at outdoor tables in California, mm. like like Southern California, because God forbid you experience any temperature below like 75. <laughs> they, honest to God, had like, I'm walking around, it's like, you know, 70, 80 degrees or whatever yeah, at yeah. night in uh, uh, December, and yeah. they had little fires on the table in case anyone gets cold. <laughs> it was so Jesus weird. Christ. That is super fucking strange. I'm like, oh man. There was at least one mm-hmm. that was in the background somewhere that is very similar to these tower style mm-hmm. flames that they would put on these uh between tables. Yeah. This sort of like uh radio tower sort of look. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I saw it back there once, but I was like, Oh, that's one of those. I saw those. They got those from a <laughs> restaurant around the corner from where they shot this. <laughs> yes, totally. That's, that's awesome. Uh, that's funny. I don't know. It's just like wear a sweater. What the fuck? Uh, adding to the Vikingness of it is it's like a plastic or whatever if you kind of pause and look at mm-hmm, it. But mm-hmm. it, the wooden walls and yeah. door, every, there's yep. a lot of like fake wood all over the place. They have like little stamps. They can just make like a plastic table and there's like stamps you can buy that make it look like wood. It had that sort of play school, S-K-O-L. Yes. yes. Play school, log cabin. <laughs> 
kind of it had that look <laughs> kind of vibe like it had some of that uh, it was it was more subtle than that i mean it's yeah, yeah, oh, kind sure. of skyrimy or whatever yeah. and so it's 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 cool it yeah. but it's a very small set you can tell because all the shots are in close yes and yes. it's supposed to be like a a big beer hall and they're just like right. yeah we, but we don't have like space for that shit so <laughs> Just kind of everyone cram in. Just bunch up a little bit. And I guess this is the only place you can go. Like you land. Right, exactly. And then you walk in there and that's it. That's There's it. exterior shots where it looks a lot bigger, but it's like, nah, nah, nah. It's just, it's just this one room. Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> weird. Well, like I said, truck stop. But anyway, yeah. So the trio walk in with like the nice fake snow all over them. And, yeah. and T'Pol's like, he's here. Ahab sets milk toast at the door in case the dude runs out and they stick out like giant thumbs. It's like they're in a biker bar and they're Pee Wee Herman. Well, my mistake. <laughs> Guess I'll be on my way then. <laughs> Excuse me. They look like cops. They totally <laughs> look like cops. It's this scene. They absolutely look like a, a little crime fighting unit. Trying yeah. to hunt somebody down. They're super, super obvious. And everybody is looking at them like, you're yeah. a cop, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, we're a bunch yeah. of smugglers and shit. Like, yeah, we know oh. not to talk to you. Are we cops? The shot where she sees him, though, because they're kind of just wandering around, like, looking for him. The shot where she sees him is kind of awesome, though. Really? Because she's just wandering around. Yeah, because she's wandering around and she walks up to one of the, you know, the support beams or whatever. And there's a small mirror on it. And his face is, like, framed in that mirror. And she, like, spins around and he's right there. What? And I don't remember that at all. I are thought you they just, serious? Like, walk up and bump into each other. And then that big giant guy shoves, gets in the way and it's all awkward. No, no. Okay, I, I missed the first part of that. I was like, okay, so they just walk up and look at each other, yeah. and then a big guy just comes in and just starts shoving right. them around. <laughs> yeah. Nothing made sense for a while, for right yeah. there, because like this one big guy just comes in and starts shoving and them pushes. Yeah, pushes for them. no reason. We don't know who this person is. He, he nope. doesn't come back up later. It's just no, like no, he's just a dick person. that pushes around everybody around, yeah. Like, what is his motivation for the, <laughs> I'm going to push you this way, and I'm going to push you that way, huh? <laughs> What? What? <laughs> they were just two people that looked at each other for a second. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm like, th- there isn't some larger scuffle happening no. to where, oh, they, they got moshed around or whatever like that. There's, there's nothing like that. No. And and then it doesn't make sense where she's like, I saw him. He's here mm-hmm. somewhere. And Archer mm-hmm. just jumps on a table. The guy's h- hiding under a table. And for some reason, that seems so silly to me. Like, he couldn't run out the back door or something? Like, he hides under a table? I guess you can't run out the back door. I mean, I don't know. That's the thing with this place I don't quite understand. Yeah, you Our can't really. Our exterior shots are, it shows a much more complex well, structure, but uh, oh they well. They don't even show, like, a bar. Yeah. Did you notice that? You don't see a bar anywhere. There's no bartender back there. Yeah, it's just nah. very weird. But yeah, Ahab gets up on a table and like whistles to milk toast. And fuck, I wish I could whistle like that. That's so cool. Is that what he was doing? Whistling to Travis? Because yeah, he yeah. just stood on a table and whistled. Like, yeah. it wasn't a staff. Like, I didn't get the uh, impression that he was doing anything other than just like making a bunch of noise. Like, no, like, no, he was. Why would like, he stand on a he... table and whistle at Travis? That doesn't make sense either. Because he was telling Travis, "Hey, I need your help." For what? Like, because because there was like suddenly a scuffle. They're just going like he's here somewhere, and then like 
Archer jumps up and starts whistling. It, what? It didn't make any sense. And then it doesn't make any sense that Reverend Paris just starts shooting him. Like, yeah. What? yeah. Why would you do that? Like, that's when you go, oh, okay, I'm going to sneak the fuck out of here. He starts shooting in a fucking crowded bar. Like, fuck that guy. It, it's exactly the wrong strategy. Like, sneak out to go hide behind uh-huh. something. Don't just go like, I'm over here. With my gun. <laughs> why would you do that? Dumb. And when he does start shooting, chaos doesn't really erupt. There's just, like, a little bit more noise. Like, there's no... Well, there's people, like, moving around all of a sudden, but they're not, like, fighting or anything. They were moving around before. That's the thing. Like, nobody behaves normally for, like, <laughs> oh, 30 <that's> seconds <laughs> solid. Everything is weird, and no one's motivations make sense. No, and then, right after that, as far as I can tell, they really wanted to do to redo that scene in Star Trek VI when Kirk is in the, the prison or whatever, and he, f- like, f- is fighting with this huge alien, and he kicks the guy's knees, and for some reason it's his balls. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Because this really huge dude comes up to, to Ahab and, like, starts yelling at him in some alien language, and he's just like, uh, yeah, I agree, and, like, runs away. What was that? They couldn't kick the guy in, you know, in the balls on network TV, so, you know, whatever. I really thought it was going to be like alien bar fight, like craziness time. Yes. Yeah. But they didn't really go for that. People didn't seem to react much at all to. Well, it's it's a small set. Maybe they couldn't really do that. Right after that, Milk Toast has Menos on the ground and is pointing his gun at him. I don't know how that all happened. Why don't we have that takedown? Mm -hmm. Why don't we get to see Travis do cool action shit? And he, no, uh, okay, oh well. He just has him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He just got him. But I love how all the, the aliens in the bar, like, are surrounding them in, like, a circle. And, like, you can kind of see the um, the maskness of a lot of them. Not all of the extras are, like, have perfect, like, makeup on. Oh, okay, yeah. And a couple of them, you're like, look, you look at them and you're like, that's a fucking mask, you know. <laughs> but how much fun would it have been to do that, though, you know, to be one of those actors? None. None. Really? You don't think so? No, because it means for hours you're covered in fur and like a mask or heavy uh, makeup thing, and you have to sit in front of a fire. Yeah, it would have been hot. It's miserable. It's not as bad as full Klingon outfit and then you know being surrounded by a circle of fire in the desert <laughs> like what happened last episode. Yeah, yeah, totally. God, that would have been miserable. And this is the second episode in a row where it's like barbarians in fur uh, dealing with fire. Oh, weird. Um, but anyway, um, so they cuff him. That's the end of the scene. Because uh, then we go back to the ship, and I love this scene. Trip has gone power mad. He's watching <laughs> Polo in the captain's mess, and he's had the chef prepare special meals for Reed, Flox, and himself, right? It's like Flox gets Denobulin sausage. Ooh, I don't even. I don't want to think about that. And then Reed gets bangers and mash. And it looks like Trip has like a hoagie and a pasta salad. I think that's what he has. Yeah. Um, and Reed is all like, "Are you sure this is okay?" And Florida Man is like, "I'm the acting captain. <laughs> I am the B plot." Right. Exactly. I'm the B plot, y'all. <laughs> Ah! 
I'm surprised it wasn't catfish. Maybe they didn't want to beat that into the ground. Yeah, I don't know. It would have been um, subtle enough because he doesn't even say what he got. It's just like on the plate. True. Phlox brings up the fact that there's a virus on board and he needs to inoculate everyone. Uh, but the side effects are shitty. Um, and like, and then Reed brings up something and it, he, he just doesn't want to take any actual responsibility. And I'm just like, is every man on this ship 16 years old? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> These are the fucking command people. Like, Jesus. This is not how I thought Florida Man would handle this situation. No, exactly. The first part of it, like, hey, hey, I get to use the captain's mess, eat whatever I want, you know, that. Okay, yeah. That, 100%. 100%. Definitely. But I would have thought he would have just said, like, yeah, sure, well, for any right. and all requests. And then I, I thought, wouldn't it have been fun if that was what the B-plot was, where he just kept saying, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever, and let people do whatever. And then Archer gets back, and it's fucking chaos. That would have been <laughs> That hilarious. would be great. That would have been much better. Everyone is sick. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, just from these two, everyone is sick, uh-huh. and uh, they have no warp drive, so they can't right. go anywhere. And Reed's got like the phasers, like all taken apart and like all over the place, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and Hoshi, Hoshi's uh, been forced to do a birthday party for somebody else, so there's like birthday shit all over the the bridge. Archer like gets out of the shuttle bay, and there's I don't know whatever. It, it just yeah. th- everything is in chaos, and he's like. Huh. I don't know. Could have been fun. Could have been a fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Panama City Beach Saturday night. Everybody's wearing neon. <laughs> There's like that frozen ice that like gets fog all over the place. Oh, she's like, the Vulcans have arrived. And then the Vulcan captain has a message from Ad- Admiral. I don't know. What do you want to do today? Forrest. <laughs> um, he then loses his appetite for his food. And I'm like, that has never happened to me. Me either. I've definitely been too busy to eat. Sure. You know, where I'm doing something and then like I realize, oh, my God, I'm really hungry. I haven't yeah. eaten since, you know, whatever. But I, I, I've never been like, oh, so now I don't want to eat. Yeah. I have never been upset and someone hands me food and I'm like, no, that's just never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Either I'm not hungry or I'll eat. The Ted Bundy case remains one of the most fascinating true crime stories ever told. Now the encyclopedia of the Ted Bundy murders is on Audible, and downloading it supports this show. The Encyclopedia of the Ted Bundy Murders by Kevin Sullivan. Available now on Audible. Back to the planet. They are in some kind of local sheriff's office. So I looked this guy up. Uh His character's name is just Doc Master. Okay. That makes a little more sense. Yeah. They're just in sort of the administrator's office. For the truck stop. Yeah, for the truck stop. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. (laughs) There's there's probably no uh, police on this, you know, moon or whatever. Yeah. I like this guy. He sounds a lot like Jesse Ventura. Like he has this voice here. (laughs) Does it look like we have a prison? (laughs) (laughs) His name was David Richards. This was his second to last role. Uh, he died Ever? in two. Mm-hmm, he died in two thousand nine. Oh man, it's kind of sad. It may be a small role, but I mm. think he's great. He's, yeah, he's, he's just, so, yeah. The the makeup looks awesome, like really Does. cool design on him, and yeah. it's really well executed. Yeah, they're like, all right, well, 
we, we need, need to, to go there. Yeah. And he's like, no, you can't because uh, I've seen the documents and they're making a manimal in Area 51. <laughs> I took Oliver Stone's kid out there and we filmed <laughs> we filmed fences and put ominous music over it. <laughs> it's terrible footage, but I know what it is. <laughs> I've been in the halls of power. <laughs> yeah. I was on Navy SEAL. They let me use guns like big giant ones. Goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. But they can't leave because there's acid on the landing platform, which is an amazing plot point. They can't leave for f- four hours, so it's just, it's it's one of those perfect, like, you know, MacGuffins. Here, read Behold a Pale Horse in the meantime. <laughs> it gets pretty anti-Semitic, but... Just skip those parts. Just substitute in Illuminati <laughs> for the Jews, Okay. And then that's what's really going on. Read this book about the Skinwalker Ranch. (laughs) They let me run a state. (sighs) I was in charge of all of Minnesota. (laughs) It really happened in real life. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, it did. It's like, well, it's covered in acid. He's like, uh, don't go out there unless you want to. Unless you want to melt them pretty feet of yours. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, which is so gross. <laughs> oh. They're sitting in the um, Viking Beer Hall again. And <laughs> I love that they had to go back in there. That's I know. So well, awkward. where? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> go back in there. Like, bring the guy back in. And, and not only down. that, but like, they sit at like, it looks like the back end of this room. So, like, they're really far away from the door. So that's where they decide to sit? That does not make any sense to me. They um, they walked back in, and everybody's like, oh, shit, these, all these troublemakers. again? God we damn We were it. all, everything was fine until these people showed up. Yeah. So, yeah, I just love the idea that they had to, like, walk him, him back in after mm-hmm. creating all this fucking, this giant fucking shit storm. Yeah. And, and they're like, really? Really? Like, if yep. you're... If you're in there, you're like, you're coming back? Is, is there no one watching the door? <laughs> no shit. Do we not have a bouncer? Fucking You'd God. think a place like this would have the biggest, baddest bouncer ever. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Kick these little tiny troublemakers out of there. Oh, like, God. We don't care where you... You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> you. You're out of here. What? They've shackled him around a table leg or whatever. And the first line he says, it triggers another one of those piss yellow flashbacks for to Paul. And now this dude starts this woe is me tale, you know. And at first, the audience is asked from the beginning of this episode to hear to kind of to hate this dude. Like, this is a bad guy. And during this whole scene, you know, you're supposed to start feeling sorry for him because he didn't want to go back to Vulcan and be rehabilitated and put in jail and you know, in the hospital for three years or whatever. So now he has an honest but super bad job hauling spent warp injector casings. And I kind of love that because it's a little bit of world building, yeah. you know, that they're toxic. Somebody has to, you know, take them away. Anyway, it's killing him. And suddenly he talks about his family. He also mentions going to an Andorian doctor that was cool. A little bit of world building there. Love that. I love this monologue. Yeah. I yeah. love it. It's great. He's fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. he's an old pro. Like, like oh, we yeah. said, he's done every single thing ever. Mm-hmm. Giving him a little space to um, 
just monologue for a second, as much mm-hmm. monologue as you get generally, and you know, it's like and, a sci-fi TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. He does a great job. He's really great. Um, he gets them to bring out a hologram of his cute little family waving at him, and at least they don't say something like, you're my only hope. Um, <laughs> it does look like it a bit. It does. It? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he claims that the Vulcan ministry tells tall tales about him, and he bitches about the Vulcans basically just being mean to him, and that they're going to shoot him or put him in prison. And um, T'Pol has another weird flashback and she kind of freaks out and cuts the, it's weird that she does this. It's just an odd thing to do. She cuts these straps off of his coat and wraps them around her boots and then runs out into his ship as she's running along the deck. Like the acid is like burning her boots. The floor is lava. She starts going downhill at this point. Yeah. It's really cool to watch in terms of a, a character moment. Mm-hmm. She gets into his ship and she about breaks down, like looking through Truly. what's garbage, really. Yeah. Just this yeah. kind of like metal casings that are, you know, that he is hauling around. Mm-hmm. She's so good because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, she she's by herself. So if she did just want to just fucking lose it or whatever, yeah. Yeah. she could. Because no one's like, you know, gonna get seriously worried about like Archer's not gonna freak out or anything like that. Yeah. Or, or, or she won't scare Travis, who's like already like <laughs> very disturbed by everything that's been going he on really so is. far. He really is. He really is. So cute. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so her training, just like straining to keep it in. Mm-hmm. She just does such a fantastic job. Uh, in, yeah. In this scene. She really does. But yeah. She's looking through all this shit, and she's like. Uh, nothing. nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Of course, mm-hmm. she didn't think to bring the tricorder. Kind of could have cleared that up. I know. It's a good point. Oh, but well. yeah, they and the the uh, spent warp core injector casings. That <laughs> is really hard to say that really fast. <laughs> um, they kind of look like these big candle holders that you could get at Pier One back in the day. <laughs> Yeah. Like they look like busted up candle holders. <laughs> they do. <laughs> do I know you? This is Jamie's sister. Let's go to Pier One. Weird little trivia bit about this particular scene and, and the cargo containers is that it has the Axonar language written on them. Um, the Axonars were those people that um, bat way back in the f- second episode of the first season where Hoshi like couldn't space and she was freaking out because she saw the dead bodies and everything. It's that species. Oh, yeah. Dead lizard people. Dead yeah. Lizard people. And then, um, yeah, then Hoshi could magically understand their language at the end. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so them. Exactly. So they, yeah, that's yeah. cool. That, that does come back. Hey, that's good. Mm hmm. Yeah, it is. I like that. Good job, Enterprise. That's good. (laughs) Enterprise uh, set design. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we go to back to the B story with Funny Trip. Damn it, Florida, you're doing it again. He's put like another pip on his uniform so that he can play the captain. (laughs) Um, Like he's grilling Hoshi and like, are you sure he's never met, you know, the captain? Uh, Like he's ever been to Earth, you know, or whatever. And this, so he goes on screen with this Captain Tavik. The captain of the Vulcan ship is adorable. He's like a Vulcan teddy bear. I don't know what it is. He's adorable. Okay. That's it. He just looks like a Vulcan grandpa, you know, and he's kind of round and like 
you know, I don't know. He's fluffy. He, <laughs> he is uh, very non-threatening. Yeah. A lot of the Vulcans that we've seen so far are like tall so and thin angular. and yeah, angular and, yeah. and judgy or whatever. And this guy is just like, I am just here. Yep. Got another um, <laughs> about 10 years till retirement. Yep. <laughs> Why is Trip so ineffective and stupid in this episode? I don't know, but he really is. Like, I mean, it, the, he gives them the message, which is a fucking game score from a water polo match. <laughs> I mean, that is Jesus Christ. That is kind of funny that the message oh, that yeah, he sure. kept putting off or whatever was just like, <laughs> and the Vulcan like reading it like because he doesn't know what it is. <laughs> Cal beat Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. four to zero or whatever the score was yeah <laughs> and that that was the message right because i kept waiting for like okay th- then what is it really <laughs> nope that was it nope, that was that's literally it. it could have been a phone <laughs> call but somebody called somebody to call somebody to like hey if you bump into archer <laughs> tell him that cal beat stanford in water polo oh my God. a sport yeah. that matters yep definitely <laughs> <sighs> Unbelievable. I feel like Trip just absolutely got nerfed. Yeah. I'm not feeling this trip. While he's talking to the guy, he's like, I'll be sure to tell him. Like, shut up, man. <laughs> you are terrible at this. It's so stupid. Anyway. I'll tell he him. He really is. I'll tell him. Who? You know, nobody. Yeah. Florida. Not as stupid as the Freudian slip from, um, was it like two episodes ago or whatever? Where Yes. Oh, my God. That was awful. He's doing that Chevy Chase shit to Paul. That was so much worse. Holy shit, that was worse. We're back to the beer hall, and Paul's getting yelled at by Ahab for being dumb and, like, you know, doing something dangerous. And she wants to talk to Menos, the Hand of Fate, alone. Uh, so Ahab and Milk Toast go get something to eat. Where? <laughs> There's no bar. There's no, this is not a restaurant. Nobody has had food. That's true. There's no, uh, we, we have not seen food or, or plates or anything like that. No. If you watch the background in this, mm-hmm. Anthony Montgomery is doing some hardcore face acting. <laughs> no, I, I, oh, I should have watched. Acting is a noble profession, but it's a tough one. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like sitting next to Reverend Perez, and then uh, to Paul and Archer are talking. Their backs are, are to them, and she's like, I need to talk yeah. to him alone. And he's like, I don't know, is that a good idea? Whatever, I don't know, whatever their conversation yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Look in the back, Travis... His eyes are as big as dinner plates. He's just like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He's like looking back and forth between the two of them like, holy living fuck, what is about to go down? Like, he looks so terrified. (laughs) He's, it's great. He's really good at the totally like wide-eyed green cadet look, you know. (laughs) Very much so. It's amazing. And he's not a cadet. That's the thing. Like he's no, he's not. Like he's younger compared to them, but like he grew up flying but, shit in space. Like this, yeah, of, he should yeah. be like grizzled. Uh huh. <laughs> he's he's seen everything. Like, mm-hmm. but no, no, he's like oh boy, golly gosh, you yeah, guy. I, I don't get it at all. I don't either. It it doesn't it doesn't jive with what his past is. Yeah. Like it would have been so much more interesting if he like came out and like he had a beard stubble all the time and was like maybe like slouched a little 
and a little more badass. Seems like he would be the person most comfortable and capable in yeah. every situation that they're running into. But... Yeah, especially a place like this, like an alien bar scene. Yeah, right? It seems like this would be a place that he'd been before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, first time I came here, I was seven. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to that restaurant. It's terrible. You know, someone yeah. threw me at someone else as a weapon <laughs> in a bar fight in this room. <laughs> Just I've seen that happen. And hurled me. <laughs> I have seen that happen. It's very weird. Travis is just, oh, God, what now? And uh, yeah. what what now is, is now bad cop time. Right. She finds out she was a really bad, bad cop. cop. Yeah. So she remembers this name, Jocelyn, and asks Menos, 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 who he is, more flashbacks, and the story slowly comes together as they talk. The basics are that she was chasing Menos and this other guy, Jessen, through the jungle on Ryza. Um, she, Jessen, like, fall, fell to the ground while, they, while she was chasing them and was reaching for his gun holster or something, and she killed him. And then the, one of the, uh, part of the flashbacks, they have this really odd shot of, like, a bunch of birds flying away when she shoots. And I'm like, was she looking at the tops of the trees when she did that? Like, why would you show that? Like, that's not in the... Sh right. It doesn't make any sense. It's not good. Also, when she shoots, it's like, bang. Yeah, it's really loud. Like, she doesn't have a phaser. She has a, like, 357. What the fuck? I mean, I guess... I'm trying to think. Okay, so when they introduced these phasers, the phase pistols, like, were they brand new brand new like were they using projectile weapons up until that episode i don't know but you would think that she's i mean she's vulcan and she's in their intelligence service so you'd think that she would have had something like modern right to to vulcans yeah and vulcans surely would have had phasers at that point so why did she have a gun gun you know doesn't make any sense yeah it's weird that whole thing just was kind of weird um it's like they just wanted to have the shot of the birds flying yes, away exactly so they that's were like, what i think it and was then she points the future <laughs> gun and it makes current gun things happen yeah right right yeah exactly and menace is sitting there like why don't you remember this incredibly traumatic thing and there's more piss-colored flashbacks, and she's like, it looks like she's like getting tortured, and she gets even more pissed off and freaked out, and she runs away, and you know meets back up with Ahab and Milk Toast, maybe at a bar. It's kind of hard to tell. And when I paused it to write more notes, I realized that Bacula still has really hardcore '90s blonde highlights. <laughs> Like, it's, I don't know if it was the lighting in that particular scene or what, but it was like, dude, are you trying to be in, like, one of those boy bands? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Why do you have those blonde highlights? Weird. He looks like Justin Timberdad. Yes! Justin Timberdad. Like, he comes to all the concerts, like, to see if he can get a little, you know, Mom booty. He's single dad. He's newly divorced dad, and he is like... Single, fun. He's putting it out there. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye. 
I love the giant door. So they they go outside oh, to yeah. talk about this, and and this like open up this huge door. <laughs> it's awesome. It's like this gigantic rolling door, and I think it, it opened. Did it open like all the way? I think so. Just for the two of them. It yeah, they have done that. I'm I'm trying to remember if it did or not, which would be hilarious yeah. because it's like they keep coming in and going out, and everyone's like, "Fuck, it's freezing out Look, there." Close, close the door. Door. <laughs> <laughs> these guys come in they start whistling and shooting yeah and then now they just keep letting all the hot air out <laughs> god these humans suck ass now get the fuck out of here so paul and ahab go outside to have a talk in the fake snow and she tells him the whole story and the way she puts it is that she was sent to get seven people not six she followed the Marisa, she kills Jocelyn, and, you know, this Manos got away. And then after that happened, she was put into this obsolete Vulcan ritual to repress the memories as well as the emotions. Because the repressing the emotions is normal, but not repressing the memories. And she went to Pajem to do this. Oh, yeah, right. Which is crazy. There are more shadows than we knew of in Pajem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like that? How about that? Uh-huh. Yeah. That was very good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm real smart. <laughs> I'm calling back and shit. Right. <laughs> and then, this this kills me. <laughs> Callbacks. Um, he asks her why she would feel guilty if Jocelyn was reaching for his weapon. And I'm like, um... She killed someone? Not everybody's like, well, you know. Yeah, they just killed a dude. They, Whatever. You know, I mean, he had a gun, so, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, what do you guys want to do? Ugh, you guys hungry? God, Jesus. I eat. Yeah, really? Get pizza? <laughs> dude, let's get pizza. <laughs> let's get pizza. Fuck it, carbs, I know, but fuck it. Let's just get pizza. <laughs> Everybody else is like, okay, but you killed a guy. <gasps> <gasps> you know? Yeah. <sighs> So somehow uh, he managed to start a fire. Um, right. I, I don't know what Travis was doing. I don't know exactly. They run in. All the fun extras like run out, like which is really a, a fun scene. But yeah, and Travis is like, he flipped over a table. <laughs> and that started a fire? Well, I mean, there were little fire like lanterny things or whatever guess, or yeah. on all the tables so yeah I, right. all right okay uh so menos escapes they show the exterior and man that mm. fire just took the fuck off didn't it <gasps> no shit the whole ball i mean it was not only that but it was really fast yeah like it was just like like i mean fires can be fast but this was like really really fast and of course you know they're in there and it's never like okay there's just fire all over the place and there's smoke all over the place yeah it's 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 tv you know you're, you're yeah. shooting and everything but still it's always like here's a little thing where there's a little fire and then yeah. here's a little thing where there's a little fire right every time where they showed archer where they were shooting sort of at archer and he i think had his gun on him or something like that there's, right, a, little, right. there's a little bit of smoke you can see a little bit of smoke but that's it that's right Yep, that's, that's it. That's the thing with yeah. like uh, you know, shooting a scene where stuff is on fire. 
smoke yeah. is hard to control and also you can't have like your actors just choking exactly yeah <laughs> so okay you know, so okay we understand we understand but like when it just looks like okay a little bit of fire here a little bit of fire there and then they show an exterior and it's like the whole side of the mountain is yeah exactly it's, yeah. all this shit is just on fire all over the place it's like uh, god damn <laughs> <laughs> he does though right before they show that uh ahab does finally say something sensible he's like he tells her he's like your mission was to return him to vulcan not determine his guilt or innocence and that kind of brings her back to earth a little bit and then they go they run to his ship because they expect him to be there then they show the whole bar and the entire complex that's like five floors completely on fire with like fire leaping out in like giant bursts you know (laughs) And oh, and the the all the other different ships are like taking off. Yeah, they're like holy shit, everything was fine. <laughs> then the fucking cops came. And they literally burned the place down. They go to menace the hands of fate's ship. They're like, well, maybe he escaped on one of the other ships that took off, and she's like kind of giving up, you know. And then they're and the, he does that like at this point, kind of tired thing of he's gotten in your head thing which is i know they do that a lot on cop shows but i think it's dumb archer just keeps pushing her and pushing her yeah i'm just like dude why fight with her about her cia shit whatever yeah fuck it fuck it let the guy go like it it literally has nothing to do with exactly never mind the fact that like she's obviously really emotionally fragile yeah at that moment like stop being like stop pushing somebody who's already on the brink of like freaking the fuck out like don't do that to people that's not cool i'd I'd turn on archer on at about this point onward i'm just like i don't get i mean i I didn't understand his behavior uh earlier where he just starts whistling oh (laughs) yeah it doesn't the whole thing like why is he why does he get all weird with her at the very beginning you know his character doesn't make any fucking sense to me whatsoever. It really doesn't. I feel like Archer's character is definitely a combination of Brandon and Braga's personality. The way they feel like is the heroic leading man uh, behavior. And I'm like, that says more about you. Yeah. <laughs> I can be your hero, baby. This is my favorite part. Milktoast interrupts and says there's something weird and there's something powered up and they they like lift this little panel and he's like well let's find out what it is and he turns it off just and I'm like he just starts hitting how buttons the f- right how the fuck does he is? know how there's not a fucking power button there's no universal line and circle symbol that tells you it's a power button <laughs> and there and he presses two buttons he just starts pressing buttons he's like well there's one way to find out what this is just starts pressing shit that's so weird uh, it's so weird <laughs> nothing <sighs> bad could happen to me he could be you know setting off like a bomb or something he doesn't fucking know yeah he has no idea what this shit is it's a very florida man thing to do really oh it really now is yeah you it. totally can see where florida man gets this shit <laughs> <sighs> it turns out it is a hologram uh projector thingy that where mm-hmm. they thought there was a wall but there was no wall it was actually yeah. just like this kind of little nook or whatever where mm. senator kelly is just standing there with a <laughs> rifle pointed at to paul when the hollow curtain drops 
<laughs> yeah, he's suddenly not as sympathetic. Yeah, this was actually a pretty good um, moment to kind of go like, oh, wait. He really is kind of a bad guy. Slowly turns because of where they want to end up. So yeah, so he hostages to Paul. He gets the other two mm-hmm. to, to put their guns down. And he's like, you go get in, in that um blocker thing and it's very yeah it's very nautical it's like that that big navy door yeah. isn't it mm-hmm. they get in there and then he tells to paul this is so fucked it's stupid okay you go lock them in there press the buttons and it'll be like beetly deep or whatever and then yeah like right when she starts doing it ahab just kicks the door open <laughs> Knocking the shit out of Paul so that he could do her job. Flies across the room, yeah. (laughs) And then he like grab he on that on that like one jump. He also grabs both phasers and like is double handing, blasting away. It's total action moment. It's so insane. Like he knocks to Paul across the room so he can do cowboy shit. I know. And later he's like, "Are you okay?" (laughs) Fucking idiot. This is to do some cowboy uh, shit. It really is. Like, he could have given her a fucking concussion. He could have said, jump, get back, whatever. I don't know, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he thought maybe it was him, but it didn't seem like... Right. He wasn't surprised when yeah. dude from Harry and the Hendersons is, like, you know, <laughs> across the thing shooting at him. I don't know. It's, yeah. Uh, whatever. Pretty brutal call hurting to Paul like that. It is. There's, they start shooting. Travis gets to do some almost actiony stuff. And he shoots at this guy and Menos is like, no, 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 stop firing, stop firing. And then like immediately bends down and slips out of a, out of the ship using like an escape hatch. Not even smooth though. I hated the way this was shot. Yeah. This sucked. So like, he's like, he's like, okay, okay. Uh, all right, uh, you know, puts his gun down and everything. And there's just a giant lever thing yeah. in the middle <laughs> right on the floor. of a floor where, like, mm-hmm. you haul stuff in, like, an open floor plan. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. Like a, a giant lever. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That just opens to what could be uh, space. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's just, Yeah, that totally makes sense. It just opens up, and then it's this little thing. Like, is that like his garbage can? Does he just like <laughs> put stuff on it, and then he opens the little door real quick, and then it falls out in the space, yeah. and he closes it real quick? Like, what? what is this thing? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Because yeah. it just goes to open air, or, you know, like, uh-huh. presumably most of the time it's in space. So it's, it's like, space. Yeah. why would you want a giant lever? A tiny hole. A tiny hole. For, like, what would, what that doesn't. But with a lever that could easily like something could slide and hit it no shit it's an open floor plane cargo okay well all right anyway so he opens it up and then ahab's <laughs> like wait what you doing and then he like ah and hops through and it's like oh yeah it's just the way that it's cut it's like it looks like he it, had all the time in the world to just yeah open the thing and then crawl through and then now i'm mm. running away it just yeah. It's, it's a it's bad. It's really bad the way that that's put together. You blew it. They run after him and she's got him at phaser point. Um and he starts fucking with her head again, you know, trying to guilt her like you're going to shoot me like you know. He runs away and Ahab asks her basically, "Do you, you trust, trust me? me?" And she's like, "Yeah." And he tells her, "You're not the judge. You're just the cop." ACAB. But I still love to Paul. And then she stuns him. 
So he's like, you're not going to kill me. And then he like power move, like turns, just walks yeah. away, like slow pace, yeah. walks away, whatever like that. And I don't know why she didn't go like, you're right, I'm not. And then just <laughs> just stuns him. <laughs> she, she had no intention of killing him at any point. No, exactly. At, at no point was he exactly. in danger of her killing him. No, <laughs> she so, has a stun setting. That's so weird. It's very, it was, it's a giant hole in the plot. Really, it is. I mean, there's, there's a couple of ways you could go with this. Like, because Archer mm. comes up and he's just like, yeah, yeah, shoot him. Just, just, just shoot him. She calls him <laughs> over there. She's like, Captain. And he, yeah. he's like, yeah, just, just shoot him. I don't, I forgot what the fucking yeah. thing is. But like, <laughs> right, right. Like, what if, uh, what if she couldn't or froze or whatever? Then Archer just goes, all right. And then he shoots him. Like, that's (laughs) clearly what he wanted to do the whole time anyway. That'd be fine, too. Yeah. (laughs) Why isn't Archer Uh, just shooting the guy? Like, he just runs up and he just talks to T'Pol, even though he, like, (laughs) gave T'Pol, like, a head wound earlier so that you could shoot at this guy. (laughs) Now he's like, oh, no, no, no. Only you could shoot him. Right, right. (laughs) Never mind the guy, this this whole conversation that they're having, which took at least, you know, 30 seconds. This guy's walking away into the darkness. He's just chilling. You know, like, shoot him. Anyway. (laughs) He's just strolling away. He's like, nobody's gonna shoot me. Boop, boop, (laughs) boop. How would it be Archer style to say, well, I could shoot a guy right now, but instead, like, I'm going to engage with T'Pol on, like, her emotional moment right now instead. Right. Like, what? Right. <laughs> That's not this guy. No. I'm going to help her on her emotional slash professional journey. I'm going to be her mentor. She's the one who needs to wrap up this end. It's like, nah, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, Archer just yeah. blast the guy. Yep. Anyway... So he's, t- you know, bad guys tied up and Milktoast explains why Menos was like, stop shooting, you know, particular spot in the ship. We see this panel open up and we see a case of the worst Gatorade in the world. It's just glowing. And T'Pol's like, it's biotoxin. So he really was a bad guy. He was hauling backlit Mountain Dew all along. Yeah. Good thing we got a... <laughs> Bring him back to Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> yeah. You can trust who your intelligence agencies say are the bad guys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. In uh, <sighs> 2002, when um, yes. we really couldn't and still can't. Oh, you start your preaching. Let me ask you this, my friend. Have you forgotten? Creating this show isn't easy or cheap, so please sign up at patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff. You can leave a quick five-star review on iTunes. Send the show link to a Trekkie you know today. Thank you for all your support. The Vulcan ship picks up Menos, the hand of fate, off screen. We don't see that that whole exchange. The next scene is them inside Ahab's office and Trip's still trying to get information about the secret mission. And Ahab's like, no. Not a chance. It's a little cute little bit that they do. So T'Pol comes in and he kind of teases her a little bit and then he apologizes. Boom. Which is kind of amazing. And then is nice about how her memories must be really fucking traumatic, which is amazing. Um, And then he's like, yeah, humans learn to deal with bad emotions and move on. They can't repress them. I'm like, "Mm." 
It's a made-up tale. Archer saying that is pretty hilarious. Yeah. This whole thing yeah. is like his father's issues. <sighs> no shit. Not a whole lot of moving on yeah. going on there. And then she tells him, you know, she's willing to return the favor as someone she says she can trust or he can trust her. That's all, folks. I mean, it is a little bit of a growth moment for their character relationship. Would the episode have been better if it was Trip instead of Archer? No. No? I don't think so. Okay. No. Because the way they've written Trip has been so, like, I don't know, whiny. And I think it would have interfered with her development as a character if it had been trip because there would be this you know sexual tension and you know and all that but with archer they're still just friend friends you know they've kind of worked that out um and and that's kind of over so they're developing more of a you know trusted friendship yeah yeah fair and if they had if they had trip it would just be like you know this romantic thing um, you know Brandon and Braga would make it that way. Probably so. Yeah, because I was thinking like, well, mm. I mean, they haven't really built that too much yet. I know that that happens Not later, yet. but like, I don't, right. I don't necessarily, that didn't even occur to me, honestly. I just kept thinking like Florida mm. Man's, you know, McCoy type thing where he's like, well, just do the thing and do it, you know, and <laughs> her being the yeah. Spock archetype and the two of them right. bouncing off of each other. Um, the McCoy and Spock dynamic was always fun to watch yes and so yes. i guess i was just thinking more along those lines like those two right, being right. on a on a mission together or whatever um yeah you know and, and him being do what now like confused but good cop could be <laughs> could be pretty good <laughs> they could have done a lot more with the b plot where trip is acting mm-hmm. captain god that could have been so much better there's so many ways that could have been better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it could have been like, uh, you know, he starts saying yes to everything, and then it turns on him, and he's like, whoa, stop, you know, and like running around the ship going, stop that, yeah. stop that, you know. <laughs> uh, it would have been great, you know, but but no, they just kind of made him a child. Yeah, it was weird. Starfleet has given me a ship of children aboard. Well, in, all in all, though, did you enjoy the episode? I did enjoy the episode. Um, mm-hmm. Joey Blaylock is fantastic in this episode. She, she is. usually is. I think that for her, this yeah. was a standout uh, performance. Definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. For her, it was nice to see Travis do a little bit more. Yeah, it was nice to have him there. Yeah, um, Hoshi, you know, nothing still. We didn't get anything there. Yeah. We didn't get much Flocks. We got one scene from Flocks, yeah. yeah. We, we did get a Porthos scene, so that's cool. Yep. I mean, overall, I enjoyed it. And I, I did appreciate that they were trying to strengthen the um, the trust, connection, whatever, between mm-hmm. T'Pol and Archer platonically. That, yeah, yeah. That, okay, good, good idea. That That's good. Mm-hmm. Archer, of course, is just all over the place. God, no shit. That's guess just something we're gonna have to deal with like do they ever get him more consistent i, I don't yeah he's like oh boy okay then well all right uh, and then he's like, i don't really remember and then he's like pout 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 throw ball and and then he's like i am a wise mentor and your good friend yeah what the fuck yeah yeah who 
is this guy? It's so messed up. It's just, there's no consistency whatsoever. Did it trek? I've been thinking about that a lot. Do I feel like I watched an episode of Star Trek when, when this was over? Um, Much, much, much later. Barely, but yeah, I'll go with yes. I'm going to go with no. Because they're not normally cops. They're the diplomats, or they're like, you know, um, trying to help a, a civilization, you know, uh, from disaster or something like that. But they're not normally cops. Mm. They're not normally bounty hunters, which is basically what she was. Six million, is that all they're offering? Fuck it, you changed my mind. Yeah, you're right. I'm out. <laughs> this, is not, this, was, this did not feel like Star Trek. <laughs> No, I mean, it had all the elements, but especially when they were on the planet, like that was not Trekkie at all. You know, that could have been any sci-fi show. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Changing mind to, to no. <laughs> um, Non-Trek recommendation? I just finished a video game called Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. Hmm. Just a really phenomenal game. Um, it's from the the Rockstar team, so it's the people yeah. that make Grand Theft Auto. Right, right. But it takes place in the Old West. It's like a Western game. I've heard good things. It's so huh. good. Like the the targeting and combat system is much better than the Grand Theft Auto games that I've played. Cool. I haven't played like the most recent couple. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly because I'm kind of sick of how the characters physically move and they don't target mm, well and all that stuff like that. Yeah. So this improved on that a good deal. The map is wonderful. The story mm. is really good. Cool. It took a really long time to play because I like to do all the side stuff. I like to do, sure, you know, yeah. explore all that stuff like that. So it took me a very long time mm. uh, to finish. But yeah, when I finished that game and it played the the credits and everything and i was just like damn i feel like i finished um like at the end of blade runner or something you know like right. you're, you're right. like sad that it's over like yeah. i was just like sad that it was over can you replay it and like do things differently and have a different outcome yeah yeah you could there's just a bunch okay. of other stuff i want to play so like right um, right i i feel like i got so much out of that game it was just perfect cool but yeah so red dead redemption 2 is my non-trek recommendation i played cool. it on playstation 4 uh i assume it's on the other things i don't know cool what about you what is your non-trek recommendation mine is um a show that i don't know if you've heard of this or you know whatever but there's a lot of buzz about it um it's called yellow jackets it's on showtime I specifically got like the Showtime add-on in um, Amazon Prime just so I could see this show. It's like ninety-nine cents for the next three months or something. I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll take it," you know, and just and then I'll just cancel it when the show's over. But the basic plot line is that uh, back in the nineties, like ninety-six, um, this girls' soccer team was flying to their national meet. Um, like they were super, you know, good and, um, you know, they, they won enough, uh, games to go to the nationals. And so they're flying to this gig and they're on like a private plane. So it's just them and they're, you know, they're, uh, hangers on or whatever. And they're flying in like the Canadian wilderness and they crash. Oh, wow. And it goes back and forth from them in the woods at you know 18 17 and it back to and then it's present day so you've got these you know 40 year old women 
and they're like and you you find out they were in the woods for 19 months oh holy shit so the at present day women are fucked up you know you find out in the first episode that like they have made a um pact that they won't tell any about anyone about what happened there so you and like slowly what? You know, episode yeah episode by episode this would be you start, like a huge media story exactly You'd have everybody all over them going like what yeah. happened how'd you survive and they and don't talk at all they just they just say like well we you know we did this or you know they they say very very vague things basically they're like i, I don't know i don't know they haven't said that yet oh wow um, okay so that's wild yeah so they're like it goes back and forth, and you keep you keep getting you keep getting little bits and pieces of the story, but not fully, you know. And it's 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 incredible. It's got Christina Ricci, but anyway, yeah, that's my recommendation. What what's the name of it again? Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. Canadian soccer team in the wilderness sounds like a Tamarian phrase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Canadian uh, soccer team. Well, they're not Canadian. The they're not Canadian. They land in the Canadian wilderness. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. They're just like from like Ohio or someplace like that. It's oh, not really okay. specified. Oh well, never mind. Okay. Band name Elvis. Why? Green. Don't say day. Lantern. That's even worse. I have a band name. Do you have a band name? I do. It's probably not very good, but go for it. Acid on the platform. Okay. I kind of like that. Yeah, all right. I was going to say acid on the landing platform, but I think acid on the platform is just fine. Okay. What about you? Mine was kind of close to that. It's just feet belt. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, feet belt. (laughs) I kind of cheated because I was watching um, Cowboy Bebop uh, before that. Yeah. And the band that recorded the music for that, show was called seat belts nice yeah <laughs> so i think that that had freshly been in my brain definitely when she, when she was run when she was running like when she had the feet belt on i was like feet belt yeah <laughs> just popped in right there i was like band-aid yes run it down That's well um so our patreon now has a second tier mm-hmm um, usually we were just doing the $5 a month. We have now added a $3 tier mm-hmm. because we realized, you know, sometimes five bucks, you know, can be a bit, a little over the yeah. line, but Hey, yeah. what's, what's $3. So the $3 level, those are now the Porthos petters and everyone, uh, who is already contributing $5 and everyone uh, in the future who will contribute $5 is a Porthos feeder. Mm-hmm. And if you are a Porthos feeder. You are eligible for a free handmade by Anne's mom mm-hmm. Trek mask. Mm-hmm. We thought we wouldn't have to still wear masks sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, here we are mm-hmm. still. So get you a free one if you are a patron. Just send us your address. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com because we, we don't have your address. We don't have all your info and shit. Exactly, yeah. But if you do want one and if you want to send us your address, you will get one in the mail. Mm-hmm. So become a Porthos feeder or Porthos petter. If you can't uh, if you can't feed him, you can at least just, just pet him. <laughs> and that's fine. He's a little sweetheart. <laughs> and... <laughs> 
patreon.com forward slash Star Trek stuff. And please give us some uh, five-star reviews on Apple so that we can crush the one-star review by Dorcas. While they share their views, I couldn't even um, finish it. I have a racist team name as my on-screen username. (laughs) Five-star reviews everywhere. And tell your friends, share the show, please, please, please. The next episode is not my favorite, but it's kind of um, long-term story building. So, you know, an important episode. It's just not my personal favorite, but that's fine. Okay. It's not all about me. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. That's that's great. (laughs) Join the Facebook group. Star yeah. Trek Stuff Podcasts. Our Instagram is Star Trek Stuff Podcast. Send us an email. Yeah. We are Star Trek Stuff at gmail.com. Music this season is provided by Maximum Busy Muscle. Yeah. MaximumBusyMuscle.bandcamp.com. See y'all later. Live the long and prosper. prosper. Woo! We got that same time. <laughs> Yay. Okay. And now he has an honest but bad job hauling spent warp warp injector cape warp injector casings. Um, I, I can't use you just going warp injector casings. <laughs> like okay, like it would completely sound hilariously out of place. So okay. now he has this job hauling warp injector <laughs> casings. <laughs> the fuck i think it would sound funny as hell though um <laughs> it would sound like someone came in and edited it like so, it would sound like someone came in and did like a sensor a voiceover you know? yeah 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 um disco spoilers ahead i can't um, I, I cannot wait for a discovery musical episode <laughs> jesus no deeply no. i want to see this no. You've got no. you've got two uh, I know one specifically and then there's someone else but the uh, two members of uh two two cast members of that show that were in uh Rent. I just I mean you saw the thing And I am they... sure they are good, but I just no. Oh, it needs it. It's <laughs> it's dying for it. It's it's begging. No, it's, it's not. Be- no. It's begging to no, be a, no, to no, no. Every single episode, they're just like this. They they look like they're going to break out into song like half Agreed. the time. Agreed. Yes, oh, they do. Go for but it. no. Go nope, for it. nope, 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 nope. Make nope, up some nope, dumb nope. sci fi shit of why they're all singing instead of talking. <laughs> and there's music you everywhere. You mean like a, like a musical demon? Yeah, that's the thing. No, that's the thing. Like, like, like in Buffy, they have the the music demon guy. You know, comes up and he's trying to like uh, marry Dawn, which is like super creepy. Mm, but mm. then, um, so like you just do that, but like with uh, an alien. Like, there's a musical alien that shows up and like affects all their minds, and then they're like, you know, spore drive. No, oh, no, <laughs> no, no. Please don't. All right. Um, so anyway, <laughs> who's the angel? Who was the red angel? Turned out it was you, and also your mom. Da, 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 da. That was nice and confusing, wasn't it? Um, your mom is the is the cop from the Wire. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Jesus.
<laughs> she no. was pretty awesome. Uh, so anyway. And all of a sudden, mm. you know the pieces fit. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't even know why that give you the gave you the giggles, man. It's fine. I don't know why <laughs> Somebody commented on like I put something up on Facebook like um it used to be that if you didn't agree with science, then that meant you were just wrong. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody put up some like oh uh, I don't know, some woo hippy dippy stuff or whatever, and I just put like, Yeah, yeah, you know the pieces fit. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what it did trigger? It triggered um, a Venture Brothers memory about Princess Tiny Feet. <laughs> I was like, immediately Princess Tiny Feet. I was like, what the fuck? My brain. My brain is just all, you know, pop culture references now. It's God, disgusting. What a great show, Venture Brothers. Oh, it's, that is one of the most well-written shows ever. It is it so, is... so well put together. It, its ability to create and stick to canon. Oh, it's um, amazing! It's, it's just what, one of the one of the best, one of the absolute mm. best. Like, there's a lot of stuff in Star Trek. Of course, it, you know, Trek's been around a lot longer. Yeah. Um, but you know, where we, we'd like to think that the canon was really consistent, but there's you know just genuine. Oh God, no! Yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah, definitely. But the Venture Brothers was flawless. Like, yeah, start to really. Finish. <laughs> that the there's a cat, alright? Yes. Oh, is my nose alright? Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like yeah. More water, more water. Yeah. Well, I'm drinking. Um, what is this? It's a mixture of uh, um, what's this? Um. Tea, juice, and rum. Okay. So that's probably not good. No, not really. No, that's not good. Okay. <laughs> I'll get rum. I'll get rum later. Yeah, then th that'll be fine. Um, 